Hello, everybody. All right, so it is 9.45 p.m. my time, definitely um, pretty late, uh, but I was having a very uh, lovely day of rest and self-care, which as you know, I am a huge fan of um, resting when you need to rest. So thank you for everyone who's hopping on. Uh, you know, I'm doing a late night one when people in the other uh, Southern Hemisphere start jumping on my lives. So <laughs> that's exciting. <laughs> uh, hello, hello. Um, okay, so uh, tonight's topic is how to ask for what you want and why that's the most important thing that you will do. So um, it's kind of funny. Yesterday I had a really interesting experience and uh, it lined up perfectly with this call. So I've been kind of giggling about it in my head, just thinking about it. Um, so uh, some of you probably know this, but um, so I used to live in New Zealand for a couple of years. And before I moved there, I sold my car because obviously it's not like I was going to drive it across the ocean to New Zealand. And um, I didn't really need a car when I was there. And then when I moved back, I was uh, in LA with uh, my brother. We had an apartment together. So I just didn't need a car because I worked from home. And then when I lived in Santa Cruz, I could walk everywhere that I needed to go. So I just haven't owned a car in a really long time. And so because of that, um, you know, it's like there's pluses and minuses not having a car, obviously no expenses, but you know, not quite as much freedom. And I've been really like feeling the itch lately to get a car again especially because I'm kind of figuring out where I'd like to put some roots down again if I want to go back to where I've been or hi, or uh, if I want to, um, you know, try someplace new out. And I've been a little bit nomadic, you know, for all of 2018 so far, just testing out different places and visiting family and friends. And, you know, now it's kind of mid-year and I'm ready to put some roots down again. And so I've been kind of looking into the idea of purchasing a car again. And, uh, you know, the only car that I know for sure that I want is a Tesla, but I'm not quite ready for that yet <laughs> financially. So, um, so in the meantime, um, I've been checking out uh, a few dealerships, kind of getting an idea of what I want. And because I am not a huge car person, I don't really know that much about cars. And so um, I do much better when I can actually go and see and touch and feel and sit in there and... Um, you know, I can tell you really fast what I don't want, which will help narrow down the search, right? So a lot of times it's really good to know what you don't want. And um, uh, a lot of times when people get really stuck because they're not sure, you know, what they want to create in their life, you know, sometimes it can be easier to just sit there and be like, okay, well, I know I don't want this. I know I don't want to live here, you know, like, I know that, you know, I don't want to work 70 hours a week and I know that I don't want to have a two hour commute or, you know, whatever it is for you. Um, at least you know what you don't want. So, um, so the first place that I went yesterday was, um, and I promise there's a point to the story. Uh, the first place I went yesterday is to the Toyota dealership because the last car I had was a Scion and I loved that car. And, um, you know, so I figured, well, you know, good track record. Let's start here. And the, salesman that was there was <laughs> like the prime example of what not to do if you're in sales. Like he was annoyed that I wanted to sit in the vehicle and see what it was like. He was annoyed that I asked questions. 
um, it was it was truly a bizarre experience and the opposite of the experience that I had when I actually bought my first car at Toyota when I was fresh out of college. So, um, so I knew right away what I didn't want after this experience. And the next place that I went to was the Mazda dealership because it was literally just the next one down the road. And I figured, eh, I'll just go check it out. So I walk into the dealership and the salesman is like so friendly, so nice, but like very uh, grounded and authentic and um, which was really refreshing because I know that, you know, car smells salesmen's kind of have a little bit of a bad rap that, you know, they're a little bit slimy, but this guy was not that he was like the opposite of the first guy that I met and um, was really just a lovely human being. And, uh, you know, he was, you know, the first thing he did was ask me what I was looking for, what I wanted and what I needed in a car. And since I had just had an experience 10 minutes prior where I was not heard and made to feel wrong for asking what I wanted and this guy was so open, I was like, I straight up was like, all right, you know, I need seats that can go way back because I got long legs and I got to reach those pedals and still feel like I can move. I need the person sitting behind me in my car to know that they can sit back there comfortably. You know, I want to have a decent amount of room in the truck. I don't want it to be super low to the ground, but I don't really want an SUV. You know, it's like I have this list of things that I wanted and he was so ready to just go above and beyond and really honor what it was that I had to say and um, really listen to me. And that was so refreshing and so nice. And I was impressed off the bat with, uh, you know, his mannerisms and over, you know, the couple of hours where he was showing me a few different vehicles and we were, you know, went for a nice long test drive and, you know, et cetera, et cetera. He asked me such interesting questions. Like he really, um, he did sales tactics that I've heard people do and, you know, that come from large companies and, you know, really successful salespeople, but I'd never really seen it executed so eloquently in person. And I just thought it was so admirable. And I was like, wow, you are such a great lesson from the universe for me to like step up my game and asking for what I want. Because I think a lot of times we're afraid to ask for what we want because we don't want to be turned down. We don't want to seem like we're offensive or we don't want to seem like we're asking for too much or, you know, we're, we're uncomfortable with asking or we're not comfortable with receiving, you know, there's so many different things can, that can be tied into that that can really hold you back. And um, he was a great reminder for me to just step up my game. I mean, this dude asked me not only just what I was looking for and was, you know, getting really down to the specifics and, you know, giving me different options, but you know, he was at the at the end of it, you know, he was asking me, he was sharing with me about this like website where they do um, reviews for the people that work at that dealership. And he asked me to review him and was telling me about the types of reviews that he had. So it's like he was talking himself up, but in a very nice way and then asking for me to go on the site and also give him feedback, which I thought was really cool because I was like, wow, that's some balls. But like, like he just did it so well. I was like, Oh, I gotta like, I gotta work on this. Like it was just so nice. And I have this like list that I wrote down because I was just so impressed. Yeah. Of course he asked for the sale, you know, like you think you're ready to like, you know, sign some paperwork today. (laughs) And I was like, you know what? I'm no, but you know, this is where my thought process is. This is what I'm thinking. And I think a lot of times you really have to hold space for people and you can ask for what you want 
And a lot of times someone might not give you the answer that you want. Like I'm sure he wanted me to be like, yeah, I'm going to drive this car off the lot right now. Take my money. But at the same time, when I actually told him, look, you know, I want time to think about this. I still want to look at other places. You know, this is only the second place I've been to. I want to talk to my dad about car stuff about this, you know, like there's, I have steps to my process to make me feel comfortable with making this purchase. And he was able to hold space for me in such a powerful way. And it was so nice to see, cause it is quite rare. And I think that's a beautiful skill to practice in being okay with getting a no and still, you know, being a really solid human about it and not being a dick, really, which is how some people can be. So, yeah, he asked me to rate his customer service, which I thought was really, like, I was just like, you go, dude, you know, some, some claps for you, you know, like, he was so nice about it. Um, and then he told me that one thing he likes to do with his customers when they do purchase a vehicle with him is actually to call them down the line, you know, six months later, ask them how they're enjoying the vehicle, what he can do to make their experience better. And then he'll ask them for referrals. And I'm like, dude, I'm so impressed with your mad skills right now. Like, can you just be my friend and literally be, you know, my, my sales coach to just like give me claps and remind me that it's okay to powerfully ask for what you want, you know, and to still like hold space and be okay with whatever the outcome is. And you know, just stand in your power. It was just such a beautiful example and a gift from the universe. And I just really wanted to share that because it was such a cool, empowering experience for me. And I think it's really powerful because you, you have to place your order with the universe. And unless you really state what you want and you ask for it, you're really not ever going to get it. You know, you might get lucky out every now and again, or you might visualize really hard or just line up with the frequency of it. But until you really powerfully ask for what you want, you know, it doesn't typically show up for you. So if you're familiar with the law of attraction at all, it basically means that, you know, like attracts like, and what you put out is what you receive. And what you ask for is also what you manifest into your life. And so it's really powerful to, you know, really sit there and, you know, visualize and get into the vibrational frequency and the emotion of what it is that you're trying to create in your life and imagine that you've already uh, received it, that you already have it. And um, I do think that sometimes that can take a little bit of practice. Um, I find that I'm most successful with manifestation when I do it accidentally. So, <laughs> uh, so sometimes it's like really awesome and, uh, you know, other times, uh, well, I mean, it is always awesome for the most part because I'm a very positive, outgoing person. And so I receive a lot of, you know, positive manifestations. Um, I do have experience with friends where they have been kind of like under a dark rain cloud and really depressing and negative all the time. And I've watched, you know, instant manifestations in instant karma in action. It is not fun to be around, especially when you're next to them, you get roped into it. So, you know, be very aware of what your thoughts are and know that you can retrain your mind and, you know, kind of be more of a fill your cup up kind of person and it is very possible to get in the flow and manifest. The easiest way to manifest is to literally just surrender and let go. Um, one of my most favorite manifestations as of recently was uh, uh, being out with my good friend Crystal and her husband uh, 
before and then after they had their first child recently. And so I was out in Charlotte for about five weeks and um, it was really interesting last summer. I, uh, you know, when I found out that she was pregnant, obviously I was ecstatic. She's one of my best friends in the whole wide world. And I was just like, man, you know, so many of my friends have gotten pregnant over the years and I've just missed everything. You know, I just haven't been able to watch their kids grow up. I haven't really been able to be a part of their life because I've been in school or I've been in different places. And, and I just didn't want that to happen again. And I just put out to the universe. I was like, look, I want to be there. I want to experience this. I would love to be there for, you know, when the baby is born, I want to be there for my friend to help support her in this transition into motherhood, which is so powerful. And I just had no idea how it could possibly ever happen because at the time I was still working part-time at that little organic grocery store and I was making like, you know, 12 bucks an hour and it just was like not happening. And, you know, the best that I could even visualize at the time was, okay, well maybe, you know, maybe I can get like three or four days off of work and I can like squirrel some money away that by the time the baby is born, you know, I, I could be there for at least a few days. You know, that was like the best that I could visualize at the time. Like I just didn't know how it could possibly work out. And um, I think it just felt kind of so hopeless to me that I just gave up on it. And, um, but <laughs> the magic that happens when you just chill the F out and let go is that then you get out of your own way and the universe is able to make really powerful things happen for you. And so what ended up happening is that um, uh, maybe back in February, so like four or five months ago, uh, I get this call out of nowhere and you know we don't talk all the time on the phone. I mean, definitely more now, but, um, and so she calls me up and she's like, hey, uh, you know, so I want to ask you something. And I'm like, okay, cool. What's up? You know? And she basically invited me to come and stay with them for, you know, for this whole process. And she was like, yeah, she's like, we'll buy your flights out here. You can stay with us. You know, we've got the perfect room for you. It's totally furnished. You know, it's all good. You know, I would just love to have you out here to help me with nesting and getting ready for the baby to be born. And I was just like in such shock because that's like, just was so outside of my realm of possibilities. And it was just so, it was just it, like a thousand times, you know, more awesome of, of like the best thought that I could come up with, you know, to manifest for myself. So, um, okay, quick water break on. <laughs> so I literally just was sitting there on the other end of the phone just like, I couldn't even say anything because I, I, all I could think was like, oh my God, like I manifested this. Oh my God. Like, I can't believe what's literally happening for me right now. And she, and because I was quiet and I like literally couldn't get words out, she was like um, trying to sweeten the pot. Like, I think she thought I didn't want to come. And so she was like, just like adding all this stuff on top of it. Like, you know, trying to sweeten the deal. And I, and I, after a while I was like, Oh, I need to like make a sound. <laughs> so I was like, I was like, yeah, like, yeah, I'll be there. You know, like, when do you want me to come? <laughs> and uh, so it was, it was just such a blessing to be able to go and be out there for that. And, you know, it was so much fun having so much quality time. And, you know, we hadn't seen each other for like, almost like around two years. So it had been a long time and it was just such a beautiful experience. And 
you know, I got to meet her son a half an hour after he was born. You know, I got to have nighttime babysitting duty with him and like cuddles galore. Like, I mean, you can see he's in my Facebook profile picture right now. Like, I mean, it was just baby heaven. And it was just such a powerful experience for me. And, you know, you have to trust that when you put something out there that you really want and you let go that the universe will provide. And every time that I'm able to sufficiently let go, which I'm getting better at, thank God, um, you know, the universe surprises me in ways that are so much bigger and so much more powerful and come with so much beautiful growth and expansion more than I could ever really have imagined for myself. So, you know, you have to ask for what you want. I mean, it started because I asked the universe, I was like, look, I have no idea how I'm going to make this magic happen. This is the bare minimum of what I will accept. But what I want is something so much bigger than this. And I can't even imagine how big that something is, but I know that you can, and I know that you'll provide it for me. And I just let go. And it did. And that's, that's what happens. So, you know, place your order with the universe and, uh, you know, but of course, you know, before that you have to actually get clear on what you want, which we had talked about, was that yesterday? I can't remember. Um, when I was talking about the success worksheet and, you know, creating, you know, figuring out exactly what your version of success is, it's hard to really, um, manifest and ask the universe for what you want if you're not really sure because if you're giving the universe mixed signals it's not able to really deliver not at least not in an effective way for you you know you have to just like put your foot down and be like look this is what's going down there is literally no other option it's this or better and that's it and you just can't fuck around because if you waver you're gonna get that kind of a response you know, you're going to be like, eh, eh, I could, I could do this, I could do that, you know, but you're really not going to be satisfied with anything because you're not, you know, really grounded in what your purpose is and what you really need, you know, for yourself emotionally and, you know, vibrationally to, you know, lead the life that you're really, you know, ready to create for yourself. So it's really powerful to get clear before you ask. You know, and then of course the universe brings in the lovely souls and drops them, you know, around you in your life path that are just going to be, you know, those beautiful avatars that have the exact answer that you need and point you in the exact direction you need to go. And they're just like little people gifts from the universe, little angels that just come and tap you on the shoulder and say, Hey, this is the right way to go. And, you know, and you know, because you usually like shock yourself with the synchronicities and it's just, you get like all tingly and you're just like, Whoa, that was like so much easier than I thought it was going to be. Or, wow, I can't believe I met that person. Right. Right. When I asked for that, like, I know I was listening to a talk once. Um, oh gosh, what's his name? Jack, uh, Canfield with the chicken soup for the soul books. He has this interview online, uh, where he basically talks about how the first book came about and, um, or maybe it was his first book before that. I can't remember. Um, but he was trying to figure out how to make a million dollars. And he wrote like a check to the universe for a million dollars. And he put it on his ceiling above his bed. And so every day when he woke up, he would visualize of the lifestyle that he wanted to have. And he would look at the check. And, uh, you know, and he had no idea how that was going to happen. And then he said, after like a month, he was in the shower one day and he had the shower idea where, um, 
where he was like, you know, I had written a book and he thought, oh, well, if I just sell the book for, you know, or no, I think he started with $10,000. The check was small first. Yeah. And, well, not small, but, you know, smaller than a million. And so he thought, okay, well, I only, if I sell all of these books for a dollar, I only need to sell it to this many people. And then the next kind of like little hint that came into his world was, you know, he had this thought, oh man, if I could get an article in the National Enquirer, or National Enquirer, or no, it doesn't matter, um, you know, then people would know about my book and I could sell it. And then the next person that came into his life was he went to give some talk somewhere and then he meets this lady who's really interested and wants to write an article about him and she's a freelance writer for that magazine. So that's like the concept of how people drop into your life and how once you declare to the universe what you want, how the pieces of the puzzle all start to slip together. And, and it does typically come like that, like one piece at a time. It's like, you know, you put the intention out there, you take an action step, you wait for the downloads from the universe, the right people slot themselves in at the right time, and then, you know, you go from there. You know, and then eventually, you know, he got that money way faster than expected because his book was selling like hotcakes. And then his wife was like, oh, well, if it worked for 10,000 or whatever the number was, she's like, let's see if it works for a million. And that's when the big check got put up. And then obviously you guys have heard of Chicken Soup for the Soul books. He's doing pretty good now. So um, I wasn't really planning on telling that story, but, you know, sometimes it just comes out. But I just love that story because it's so inspiring. And, um, you know, that was the real message for today was I really just wanted to show you how important it is to really um, ask for what you want because, you know, you're the only one that's in charge and responsible of your life. You know, if you really want something, you're the one that has to take responsibility and go out and get it. And you have to know that it's yours and you have to trust that it's coming and you have to ask for it. Sometimes you have to literally ask a real person for what you want. So, um, the only other thing I want to say is, uh, you know, when you, you know, unless, unless you ask for what you want, you're not going to get it. And then on top of that, you also need to tell people what you want, which also ties back into the boundaries conversation that we had the other day, because a lot of times people don't know how to treat you unless they're like, they will treat you how you treat yourself. So if you're around a lot of people that don't treat you the way that you want to be treated, it's because you're not having firm enough boundaries standing up for yourself. And typically it's also a combination that you're not treating yourself the way that you need to be treated. So make sure that you honor yourself and you really stand in your power and you treat yourself with love and respect. And you know, you let go of the people that you don't need in your life anymore because they're only bringing you down. You know, you're most like the five people you spend the most time with. And um, it's just so important to get in the frequency that you want to be in. You know, I'm really loving being in Las Vegas right now because it's such a positive exciting vibration here in this city and um you know it's 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 like another city of dreams you just watch magic happen and you can feel that excitement in the air and it's really inspiring for me so if you don't feel inspired where you're at and you don't feel inspired with who you're around you know sometimes the best thing you can do for your life is move to a new location it's not about escaping your problems it's about creating the life that you want to have and sometimes you're just in the wrong ass location dude you like the beach, move to the beach. It's not hard. You just got to figure out how to make it happen. So um, I'm sending lots of love. If you have any questions, please private message me or you can email me at Tatum at Uniquely Tatum. Uh, or you can go to my website and check me out, uniquelytatum.com and get a better idea of what I am up to. 
Um, I hope you have a fabulous night. I love you all. Thank you so much for watching and I will see you tomorrow.